Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. Alan Corcoran. Looking for something to do over the weekend? Well, the Visit Tennis Castle may be the place for you with a brand new exhibition. I went there yesterday and caught up with a good friend to the morning mix, folklorist Michael Fortune. I remember when we were younger, as coming into this, into, the, into what we called a museum years ago, and it was lovely to be able to come into a place and see things that you could connect with. Mm. And I suppose in my gig, in my area of work, I'm dealing with folklore, so I'm dealing with the ordinary and the everyday. Mm. And sometimes the ordinary and the everyday, it's so ordinary and everyday, we don't pass any attention, we don't give it any attention. So what I've done here, and rather than putting in, in, in inverted commas, historical objects, they are historical objects, but they're just things that are, we, that are little things in our lives. Say, for example, one thing we're looking here, the two euro coin wrap with a bit of a uh, bit of straw around it yeah. a lot of people will take a bit of straw from the crib at Christmas slip it into their purse or their mobile phone case yeah. one woman told me she wraps a bit of cell tape around it and no matter how poor she'd be said during the year she'd never sell that because that would give her a bit of look for the year right the, the, the coins, medals and the holy water again another one again I've come across a builder there was a man building up taking out the foundations for a house or not, for a shed for me a couple of years ago mm. up from north of the county the old people they had a kind of great they'd put um, when they're building a new house they'd put little bottles of holy water little silver coins and medals yeah. in for protection for a bit of look that's what they did you'll, and you'll still oh, come right. across lads will do that well, the child of Prague is that oh, it oh, oh, yeah just three, three of them there belonged to my grandmother I opened them up I found them in a biscuit tin there literally a couple of weeks ago yeah. and sure they're all the heads are broken off all three of them and supposed to be, that's supposed to be the good look they're not, they're not lucky unless they the head broken off them right. that's, that's the kind of belief the, the idea is that I think they're just bad, a, a bad design but the idea is that they, they, they were, they're, they're, they're lucky with the head broken off and traditionally you put them out the night before a wedding don't it's you written, exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Why the eggs? I got these. These were made Maybush eggs. Maybush eggs from Catty Bourne. Catty Bourne, she wouldn't she she's Catty just turned a big a, a, a big number there a couple of weeks ago and she always puts up the Maybush out in Ballandagan and I was literally called over kitchen about three weeks ago Alan, and she did a box this size of eggs yeah. and I said to Catty, I'm gonna take some of them for the exhibition because they're they're just looking with a little smiley little little face on them yeah. like but it's pure folk art, but it's real, it's lovely. Can you explain to me what the hacksaws do? <laughs> There's a lovely thing. Again, some of the older listeners will look at a thing called Candlemas Day. And mm. in Candlemas Day, there's little verses like in Candlemas Day, throw all your candles away and eat your supper by the light of day. Mm. But one of the things which I came across is not as strong here in Wexford and Waterford, but it's very strong in Newfoundland. It's still to be found here. Was to drip four, to get the blessed candle and the drip four drops of wax in the name yeah. of Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And then they drop them. And oh. they drop them on work shoes, work clothes, yeah. uh, jackets, corner, left-hand side of a jacket, yeah. that kind of stuff. And even when you see the left-hand side of a jacket, if you see in the other display over there, Mm. There's little black diamonds. Yeah. And do you remember, again, they all came from Wexford. Years ago, they were gone before, by the time I was, I, I, I was around. I was born in 75, they were gone in the early 70s. You'd wear a black diamond on your arm when someone yeah. might pass away yeah. so they know that you were mourning. And they were always worn on the left arm, so it was close. I do remember that vaguely, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. These are lovely displayed murals, I suppose, the best way to describe them. You've, you've hung them very nicely. You've put an amount of work into these. Yeah, it's, it, was, it was a lot of work. I won't lie to you, Alan. And... You know me, I'm collecting stuff for folklore, like yourself, you're recording stuff, yeah. but it's not written down. No. That kind of way. You're, you're talking to people every day of the week um, in your job. It's archives, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, but this was in my head from people. So I've got eight big panels, big long panels, and there are two to do with holy wa- wells and blessings and water, the power of water yeah. in our lives. And there's a, all, all these are all Wexford, all Wexford, yeah. all Wexford. And if you look down here, I've got little QR codes that you can scan. So say, for example, you want to list, look at the video of the open of the holy well down in St. Bridges Well in our tram. And you scan you, it. You scan your phone and it'll pop up a YouTube video. Amazing. 
Fire and light, we've spoken about that as well, but here it is displayed in full. Yeah. The Bealt and the bonfires. Absolutely. And the summer solstice. Yeah, it's lovely because I've got, the, I, I kind of go through the 1st of May, the Bealt and the bonfires were very strong up north, north of the county and putting fairy lights in your May bush, that kind of tradition. But mm. one thing, Alan, which is interesting, and we're overlooking it here now, we're overlooking Vinegar Hill here. Yeah. All around the rest of the country, the 21st of June is marked, well, the 23rd of June in particular, around the summer solstice, yeah. there'll be bonfires, right? But because of the, it, was the, it, was the anniversary, it was the date of the Battle of Vinegar Hill, it was suppressed. And it didn't, literally, it, w- it was until about the 1840s, there was a kind of a dark enough old period where the day was marked um, in, 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 in a different way. So we just come in and have a read of it, it's an interesting one. But yeah. definitely, the, the, the battle up here on Vinegar Hill in 1798 had an effect on the St. John's Eve bonfire traditions here. I'm, be- I'm beginning to feel a bit of a chill, and I get the sense of a, a spiritual presence here. I, do you feel the chill? Very particular in Wexford, the banshee takes the form, or the bow takes the form of a bird. The bird comes and announces death, um, and loads of the folklore. What type of bird is it? Kind of an old black crow. There was a, there was a, there was a neighbour of mine had a great story. He said that, uh, yeah, that uh, he shot the banshee in the high trees at a hydro, and he went up to pick him up. Well, he, the man was dead. He's dead, dead now. But I said it was only a, a black bird. But that's the kind of story you remember probably even growing up in Wexford town. You've never, we ever warned never to pick a comb off the road. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we were. Tell yeah. me why. They always said the, the banshee or the bow was always coming the hair and it belonged to her right. and if there's a few teeth missing now it was real there was a real deal now there was obviously probably a reason why they didn't want to bring nits or, nits or stuff into the into the house yeah. but the story was if you brought that home you'd have to she'd come rapping in the window that night you'd have to get the, the fire tongs redden it in the fire out the window and you want to come and take it and you know she'd be gone but that story is found the length in Bretto Wexford what about hearing the banshee no that was always a sign that you know, well come here to me there was someone going to die like my like what was the cry of the banshee like now it's a funny one. They said it was like a, a mournful, a mournful cry. Um, at home, my mother had the story that she she heard the bow when there was two neighbours died years ago. Like, and always at the far end, a stream. They always said she was at one side of a stream. She said couldn't cross water. Was always that was the kind of one of the stories was. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I, I think when death happens, people have the greatest ways of trying to reason death. You know the kind of way we try to understand death. It's one of yeah. the most basic yeah. things in life. But that's what they said. The classic story in Wexford is the banshee was always seen at a bridge, combing the long hair, using the mirror as a stream. Um, the classic kind of story is she's about two and a half foot high. You know, sometimes we've seen wearing purple, sometimes wearing black. But you know, these are the stories. And she the grow, the grow legs in the, in the background. We can hear young lads here from Adamstown laughing and messing. And I think there's a lot and lot of laughing and messing involved in a lot of these stories. There were, there were stories that were there to entertain people. You know, yeah. a, a, a woman from. Nellie Roach from screen there I was only listening to her last night recorded in 2006 she said that her grandfather told her as a child she heard, that he heard the banshee and she questioned him and he said oh yeah he said she was up in a big ash tree combing the hair he says and she was singing and she said what kind of song was he singing uh, what kind of song was he singing oh he was singing the boys of Wexford he said what's <laughs> <laughs> that yeah yeah it's a fascinating exhibition. It's yeah. open to when, and it's in association with Wexford County Council, I believe. Yeah, well, it's the, the, the Inniscorthy Castle have asked me to do it, uh, so it's Miko Hassett here, um, and our team have asked me to, uh, asked me to, asked, asked me to put this together. So it runs. It was started on the 1st of May, and it runs until the uh, 29th of July. It's coming Saturday the 14th. Uh, we've got an actual, uh, a, a kind of a walk-through tour. It's like, tomorrow, that's, tomorrow. That's tomorrow, so tomorrow at 11 o'clock here in, 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 in Asgardy Castle. It's free in at 11 o'clock, otherwise you're going to have to pay in, and you'll get a chance to, I'll be here doing a bit of a 
chat like this and we'll have a few songs and I'll walk you around the exhibition and give you a kind of a, a give you a feel to it and there's a we're in the main room here Alan and there's an education room over there and we've kind of went down the kind of team of kind of a more kind of fun things so did, did the children do because children are superstitious too things that will do you know with regards to homework and yeah. walking on their ladders and all that kind well, of stuff I know they're going to gravitate towards the display on the banshee great to talk to you Oh, spooky stuff. Wrapping up today's edition of the Morning Mix. Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news and your views.